This is the Lead to Lead podcast, where we explore the realm of leadership through the lens of faith. Here's your host, Leah Haygood. Hey guys, welcome back to the Lead to Lead podcast. My name is Leah and I am your host. And today I have a lovely individual sitting in front of me. She is a good friend of mine. I'm, I'm going to give the whole spiel of who you are in like five seconds, okay? Cool. Is that cool? Yeah. All right, so her name is Megan, Megan Cole, and she is... Uh, a friend of mine since diapers, practically, and she's a singer. She is working as a referral specialist. Is that correct? Indeed. Excellent. So she is in that field right now. And then also, uh, over the past several months, she has become, I'm going to call you an influencer. <laughs> yes, I'm doing it. Because um, she decided one day, she's like, I think I'm going to do a TikTok. And now she's got 80,000 followers. And that's all I'm going to say. And you're going to hear more about her story in a little bit. But Megan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Yes, yes. We, we've been talking about this episode for probably a month mm-hmm. or so. Just kind of tossing around ideas, and then we finally nail down a topic. Yes. And I think it's a big one. But before we do that, let's let's talk about us. Let's talk, <laughs> um, let's talk just a little bit about our friendship. Uh, I mean, like I said, we literally grew up together. Mm-hmm. Um, we grew up in church primarily. Um, yeah. Our parents knew each other. Long time. Long time before like we really became close friends. Yeah. Um, but tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, where, like, where do you call home? What does life look like? That sort of thing. Yeah. So I, um, born in Anderson, grew up in Greenville, still in Greenville cause it's just a wonderful place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, like Leah said that, uh, we, we met and grew up together at church and, um, that's kind of where we grew into who we are, defined who we are, mm-hmm. um, so my story is that of an interesting one, I think. Um, I recently lost 134 pounds. And so most of my childhood and my teen years and honestly, um, early adulthood was spent very overweight, I, obese, really. And so I, I spent a lot of time um, very self-conscious um, and just afraid of the world around me. Mm. And I knew absolutely no discipline. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know how to say no to myself. I didn't know how to say no to food. I developed binge eating disorder and um, depression. And a lot of who I am today has kind of been um, relearning how to be a person, if mm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, relearning how to view my relationship with food and my body and, um, becoming really a new Megan. It's been an an interesting experience. It's been a ride. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's a lot. And I mean, but I mean, that's why we're going to take the time to kind of unpack that a little bit, but you said a key word and this is what we, we knew that we wanted to talk about this Mm -hmm. because, um, Discipline is almost like a cuss word. It might as well be a four-letter word. And um, we, I think as humans, but especially as Americans, don't like to say no to ourselves Mm -mm. because we're in the land of opportunity. We're in the place where uh, dreams can come true. And while that is true at the same time, we um, like to grab a lot of good things instead of waiting for the great things. And what's going to please us now versus what's going to help us in the long run? Well, we live in a world of instant gratification. Yes. 
And we don't know what to do with ourselves when we don't have that. Right. I mean, think about it. When we have a moment of spare time to ourselves, we're on our phone because we don't know how to just be. And I'm guilty of that. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) I am too. I am too. Especially like um, the listeners know I have three kids and so do you. (laughs) And you have have loved on them very well. But I know that like in newborn stages, in the middle of the night when I'm trying to rock this kid back to sleep. I've got my phone to kind of keep me awake and like to make sure I'm coherent enough to make sure my kids are okay. <laughs> and so that started for me a, a, a problem because I'd be like, oh, well, I'm, I'm just sitting here doing nothing, quote unquote, nothing. Right. And it just ends up wasting time. Yeah. But, but I think before we go any further, though, we need to really define what discipline really is. And there's three different definitions. And when I'm talking about the noun version of discipline. Mm-hmm. And so I looked up on, on good old Webster. What Webster says, and uh, the first definition was the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience. Mm. Okay, so that's more like um, you think of like corporal punishment. The physical act of disciplining. Yes. Yeah. The next one is a branch of knowledge, typically one studied in higher education. So if you're getting a master's, some some will say, what's your discipline? Like, Mm -hmm. what are you really focusing in on? Um, But the third definition that I really liked and I think it applies to what we're really talking about, is orderly or prescribed conduct or pattern of behavior. Mm, yes. So orderly, meaning that it's not chaotic, mm-hmm. it's not random, and pre- or prescribed, which means that um, someone's telling you what to do yeah. <laughs> because it's for your good and that sort of thing. Right. And we could go on a tangent about talking the spiritual aspect of that as far as what scripture says we're supposed to conduct ourselves mm-hmm. and then also what... Um, society, what even medical professionals and all this stuff. And there are good things to talk about with discipline. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're going to keep moving forward. And uh, you mentioned 134 pounds. Yeah. Is that in two years time? How long? Yeah. Uh, I've been at it right at around two years. So <laughs> I came at it as a New Year's Eve re- or a New Year's resolution. Oh man. And it actually stuck. So, wow. Yeah. Man, that is awesome. And let's clarify, there are some people that have done like the surgeries to Mm -hmm. to lose weight. um, And that's just as hard. It is. It's difficult. It's another form of discipline. It is. It's just different recovery. But with your experience, how can you talk a little bit uh, about how you did it? I can. So made the choice to give the keto diet a try. And I literally had friends come into my kitchen and grocery shop because if it was there, I was going to eat it. I I had no discipline. I didn't know how to say no to things. And so um, I started out with a keto diet. Like I said, I did that for about a year and I lost about 80 pounds on it. Now, unfortunately, as someone who has an eating disorder prior to that, it only made that worse because I became terrified of that four-letter word, carb, (laughs) (laughs) Um, that people hate now. And um, eventually, I did learn how to move to just counting calories and protein goals, which is all you really need to focus on Mm. for healthy, sustainable living. Um, And that has been a journey on its own. But I also got into weightlifting, which has been... Really cool. That's awesome. I love, I feel so strong when I'm in there (laughs) surrounded by all these big buff dudes and I'm in there, you know, yanking my 85 pound deadlifts and they're over there with their like 250 and I'm like, I got this. (laughs) 
That's fun. Yeah, no, that's uh, I, I've been to the gym with you mm. before. Now that was pre-COVID days. Pre-COVID. Have I been with you since COVID? I don't believe so. I don't think I have, and that's convicting. Y'all hear that <laughs> right on the air, y'all. Ugh. Anyway, no, I um, went to several classes with you yeah. with um, at the Y. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also did some stuff in the gym, and uh, she had, like, here's Megan with her pen and paper, and she had written out all of our exercises, and I appreciate mm-hmm. that. It's because you need a plan. Oh, no, you're right. I, I agree. And I'm like, that list is real long. I'm just looking at it from far. <laughs> hey, we're going to do it three times through. I know. going to do th- <laughs> three rotations of minute-long planks, and I know that's like... Meh whatever no planks. time stops moving during planks it's horrible it does it moves like <laughs> half the speed yeah seriously it's why uh well you know a, a lot of this um is kind of leaning around more of the aspect of mental yeah discipline um and i'd like to really focus on that is like a lot of the our problems are right between our two ears yeah. and we uh, I, the first thing i wrote in my notes is that the ability to say no is um, sometimes non-existent for people, mm-hmm. but um, it could be for a season that we just like, we don't want to say no to anything Yeah, like COVID. I didn't want to say no to walking back and forth to my kitchen Yeah, because I didn't have anywhere, st- anywhere else to go at times. Right. Um, or sometimes we say no forever. Like I'll never be like this. So no, I'm not going to do that saying, well, I just want to keep, behaving this way because that's how I've always been that sort of thing so could you talk a little bit about how um the process of you being able to say no to yourself happened it started out with motivation which I think motivation is super important in the beginning but people don't realize that it does not stick around and then they stop doing something which is where discipline has to come in um People talk about, like, how do you stay motivated? How did you get motivated? Honestly, it was because, one, I didn't want to die, and Mm. that started becoming more important than the food. Mm. Discipline steps in when something that's destructive is realized, and you have a moment where something that is productive becomes more important. Mm. In my case, living was more important. Wanting to have children someday was more important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that creating discipline, like I said, starts with motivation and it grows with a plan and putting that plan into action mm-hmm. and doing it over and over and over and over again until it becomes second nature. Yeah. If you teach your body that it can be fueled with things that are good for it and you do it over and over and over again, your body's going to begin craving those things. Mm. If you go to the gym and you do it over and over and over again and then you have a day where you don't want to go, well, I mean, it's what you do. Mm-hmm. It's just what you do on Monday afternoon when you don't want to go. I've got to go. It's part of who I am now. Mm. So discipline is created. It's not inherent to us. Mm, that's good. That's good. The fact that you can't just magically attain Mm-mm. discipline. It actually involves action if prior were to attain. that easy, we'd I all know. be doing all the good things. I know. <laughs> I guess I think about, you know, type A people that uh-huh. naturally love plans. But even type A people can't, like, will 
refuse to, mm-hmm. you know, we say all no have to vices. Things. Yeah, we do. And I think that learning how to say no teaches you how important your yes is because I am codependent by nature. Mm. And so learning how to say no to myself taught me that it's okay to say no to other people too Mm -hmm. and not overload myself. Yeah. Which in the past was very hard. (laughs) Yes. And I'm a codependent as well. We've talked about this many a time Mm -hmm. about how, um, I even said it before our interview that it's it's so easy for us codependents and people we want people to like us mm-hmm. so we're willing to say yes to good things instead of just <laughs> waiting everything. for great things or we're sometimes willing to say yes to things that are not productive to us right so that's right. hard too just because you don't want the other person to mm-hmm. be upset or disappointed in you the overarching theme of mental discipline is the ability to say no um, and then you already mentioned you, you've been reading my notes, <laughs> having a plan or schedule and sticking to it. And then, um, I, I wrote the next thing is, uh, thinking before acting mm. and taking time to ponder an idea. My, my husband, Jacobus, Jacobus, Jacobus he is a ponderer mm. by nature and he would much rather kind of let a thought or an idea marinate in his brain uh-huh. so he can analyze the whole thing. He's very analytical yes. as well. Before he acts, whereas me, I'm like, oh my gosh, what an opportunity. I kind of want to jump on it and let's just do it. And it get, and sometimes it gets ahead of me. Right. Um, but I think that that's another aspect of actually just taking time to sit on it mm-hmm. for a little bit and letting it kind of just soak in and see, does this make sense for, for my schedule? Um, is this going to be benefiting me and the person? Yeah. Am I sacrificing something of mine, whether it's time or could be morals, could be for the sake of making someone happy for the sake of money. You know what I mean? And I feel like that kind of meshes well with that idea of, is this my best? Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, am I doing what is best for me? What is best for them? What is best for my time? Um, Can I, realistically add this to my schedule. Mm -hmm. So I I think it all kind of goes together. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think if we could describe mental discipline in one word, it would be consistency. Yes. It's a matter of, because as humans, as fallen people, (laughs) as sinful people, we are the most inconsistent. We are consistently inconsistent. Oh man. Yeah, we are. (laughs) So, I mean, mental discipline, this is no easy feat, but like you said, it, it comes up, with making the decision, mm-hmm. making a plan, sticking to it, and in that creates consistency. And yeah. um, if you notice that maybe in the middle of a week, you know you're supposed to do something on a certain day and something falls in your lap where you're like, oh, man, well, I need to choose to still do that, commit to it, and then deal with this other thing later. Yeah. I was trying to think about some scriptures that kind of encompass this idea. How are, how are we as believers supposed to handle mental discipline because mm-hmm. um i mean we know that we're not saved by works we're saved by faith right however life gets in the way sin gets in the way and it, we can, the devil's going to try to ensnare us in some way and um as i'm looking through scripture i uh, ran across hebrews 12 mm-hmm. and so uh, the writer of hebrews starts out with um in the first verses therefore since we also have such a great cloud of witnesses referring to the great heroes of the faith 
We have a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us. And that right there is like, okay, for me, I know that like every person that's mentioned in the Bible was jacked up. (laughs) Especially the Old Testament. Especially the Old Testament. And the fact that they, it says that, you know, like with Abraham, that it was counted to him as righteousness, his faith. And the fact that even though he messed up, that David messed up, all these people had some sort of sin or poor decision that Mm -hmm. ensnared them, that they were still delivered and that they were, that they're in heaven, that, that there's somebody that we can be encouraged by that the Lord won't just give up on us even though we've messed up yeah. in some area. Um, but this just gives us the extra oomph to say, let's let's get it. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us. And then if you skip down a few verses to verse um, 11, verse, actually verses 3 through 13 kind of talks about God's discipline to us, and that's like that first definition yeah. of discipline of, of, of a parent. And what that looks like since we're the children of God, if we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Verse 11 says this, no discipline seems enjoyable at the time. Nope. Can, you, can, you, can I get an amen? <laughs> amen. <laughs> no discipline seems enjoyable at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it yields the fruit of peace and righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Can you speak into that of maybe some of the tangible fruit, the things that you have physically experienced, and then also some of the spiritual fruit. Let's go with the tangible first. So tangible, I think, as far as weightlifting, and weightlifting especially goes, the first verse you've read where it talks about let us run this race with endurance, that is something that stuck with me, especially in the beginning of my days going to the gym, Mm -hmm. because you have to build that endurance, you know? It's not enjoyable at first. Mm. It, it's not something where you're going to go in there and you're going to be excited for it. But if you stick around and you give it a chance, God created our bodies to move. Mm. He created us to do more than sit on our tuchus. <laughs> and... Our nervous system and our brain and our motor functions, they all work together. And we release dopamines as well when we're moving and working out. And so it gives your brain a chance to just file things Mm. from the day. At least it does for me. It gives me a chance to work through questions I'm pondering or situations I've come across I think that has to do more of the physical for me. It's not so much what my body looks like at this point. It's how am I training my mind? Mm. Am I training my mind to learn how to work through problems? Am I training my mind to learn how to say yes to the gym when I don't want to go? Am I learning to train my mind to give myself grace at the Mm. same time? Because yeah. I think discipline and grace go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, as far as the spiritual side goes, this is my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> so at our old church, Brushy Creek, we had a pastor named Ace. Oh, and yeah. Ace started kind of a workout group 
two, about two years ago when I first started losing weight Mm -hmm. and I went and we were doing a plank, I believe, because I, I (laughs) really, planks are not fun. If you think planks are fun, I worry about you. I know. Uh, Um, We'll pray for you. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I never until this moment connected my body and what I was doing to change it with my spiritual or my, my spirituality. Mm-hmm. He got down on the floor with me while I was struggling to hold a plank <laughs> on my knees, for goodness sake. Mm. He looked at me and he said, Megan, this is your spiritual act of worship. This wow. is your sacrifice today because you don't want to be here. You don't want to do this, but you're training your body to do whatever God has called for you to do in the future. Mm. And that right there, that's what I tell people when they are struggling with overeating, with not moving their body, with just physical things in general. On those days where it is just incredibly hard to do the things that you have already disciplined yourself to do, because don't get me wrong, just because you have discipline does not mean you won't have hard days doing those things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are the days where it's my spiritual act of worship to go do that. Mm. That may be the only act of worship I have in me that day. It is a sacrifice sometimes to eat the way that my body was designed to eat or to go and move. It's a sacrifice to give up an hour and a half to go to the gym. Yeah. So I'm going to step off that soapbox, but... When I learned the body, the spirit, the mind are all connected. And when one is out of whack, everything is. Yeah. That's a good word, girl. <laughs> that Ooh. was a lot of word. <laughs> that was a lot of word, but I love it. And I think that, that is going to lead us into, uh, we're, we're taking part two on this yeah. episode. Yeah. Because I really want to focus more on the physical side of discipline, how we discipline our bodies. And I'd love for you to give some practical tips as far as that is concerned. So guys, thanks for listening. Part two is coming soon and you don't want to miss it. We're going to be talking about how just like some practical ways to give your spiritual act of worship. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's that's a great way because that's coming out of Romans 12. If you need need to know where that's coming from. Read Romans 12, or Hebrews 12, Romans 12, whatever. Yeah. Just remember the number 12. (laughs) And um, join us next time. We'll talk about physical discipline. We'll see you guys later.